is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Do I mention the fish? it's up to you (laughs) if you want to disclose your search history it is up to you it's not my search history this was nationwide news (sighs) i feel i really do feel sorry for kids growing up today with all their access to information sometimes there's just too much there is just too much information straight up too much information because anyone who has a mobile phone and degenerate friends mm. who work in factories or mm-hmm. any kind of position of power mm-hmm. would have received an inbox video today or sometime during the week, sometime during the week of a Tasmanian woman being fisted with a fish. Now, we're not talking about, you know, the wildlife in Australia is so hardcore that our fish have now grown giant arms <laughs> and are punching into the our women. Um <laughs> So, look, it's the worst imaginable alternate universe of the Pam and Tommy sex video. It is the worst way imaginable to serve fish. It really is. It really is. But basically, uh, and look, you know, kudos to the listeners who stick with us beyond this point. Please, if there is anyone eating sushi right now, I apologise. Or maybe you're into it. I don't know. (laughs) But basically, two people out on a fishing boat, they're clearly in a romantic relationship. What what about this that you're describing is clearly romantic? But anyway, I I digress. Okay, okay, maybe it's not everyone's wheelhouse, but they're clearly a couple uh, very much comfortable in their sexuality. Uh, And they're on a boat in Tasmania, having just caught a freshwater trout. And at some point during their day, the man has decided to film his partner being fucked with a dead fish in graphic detail. Very graphic detail. You made me look at it. It's the predator board all over again. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing about that screams romantic relationship to me. Like, that is the actual, that is the official dong of the dead of romance. Once someone's like, oh, get a hell of it up, yeah? No. Number no, one, the romance a, is gone. It's a trout. Okay, wow. Maybe, maybe, wow. maybe the Russians are using halibut. <laughs> but my first reaction genuinely was when I saw the headline: Tasmanian woman has sex with trout. I was like, her brother's name's Trout. <laughs> that was my first reaction. It's just, just, I, just. Uh, we've said it so many times. Love, keep it outside your family, inside your species. Yeah. I've never looked at a fish and went. Ugh. Well, she, she's a mad keen fisherwoman. Well. Clearly. Clearly more than we thought. But I mean, I mean look, I, I don't know how the video got out, but clearly it was unintentional for this video to get out. Or was it? Well, I don't know, because her fucking life is just over. <laughs> Tasmania is a small place. And everyone does, knows everyone. Doesn't she run like a... From what I can tell, she has media commitments as a fishing ambassador. And there are, there are a lot of pictures. There are a lot of pictures of circulating of her holding trout, with her fingernails done up in the same colours as trout skin. 
whole bunch of stuff. Really big ambassador for fishing. Turns out, really fucking loves fishing. <laughs> what else I said to you? This has completely changed Tinder for me. Yeah. Because now whenever I see every man armed with a fish, I'm like, don't you yeah. think you're putting that in here? But of course, yeah, exactly. But of course... <laughs> News Limited and the Daily Mail being the fucking muckrakers that they are tried to whip up even more frenzy because apparently the video has two parts. I haven't seen the other part. But at one point they have sex on someone's grave. And I'm Is not this f- in the same fishing trip? I don't know. I think it's like just a video that they've got that's just Weekend away? Yeah. Come to Kangaroo Island. Fuck on the dead. Fuck a fish. <laughs> well, for some people. But the thing is, like, okay, the fish thing is bizarre. It's so... And it's like, it's a... Fish. It's not yeah. a solid object. It's like, yeah. oh, look at that really like flappy, floppy, like half deleted balloon. Yeah. What? Yeah. Now, not that there's a not that there's a severity scale of offending here. I think like you're well and truly off the deep end. But at least the fish was dead. Is all I'm going to say. At least the fish was dead. Died of shock, probably. Or is just like <laughs> he's just like, oh, I'm not a I'm not a side attached reef fish. Where are you putting me? <laughs> But yeah. so, so News Limited and all these other people, of course, have tried to whip up as much hysteria as they can because apparently having sex with a fish is not enough. So they've really gone hard on the had sex on someone's grave as well. I don't know about you. I'm not the least bit offended about having sex on someone's grave. You know what? I think there are a lot of people who would love young lovers to come and do it yeah. on top of their grave. Like Hefner. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he would have loved for people to His like. His headstone is a Sibian machine. Yeah, it's something that you can sit on and it vibrates, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure, you know, there are people who, you know, don't do it to your grands, I'm going to suggest. Unless they were assholes. You know? I don't know. It's still a bit weird. No, I see. I think, again, it shouldn't be a family member. Yeah. Unless it was like your like a beloved husband who was like, I want you to go on and I want to know that you've found real love again. Yeah. <laughs> that might comfort them in the afterlife. But it, it just feels like that moment in the life of Brian mm. where that last person just yells out, well, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> like that's like, then they had sex on a grave. It's like that fucking train has very much left the station. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fish involved. Yeah. Like, who cares about the dead? If anything, I think it's going to normalise people, like, fucking on gravestones. Yeah. Because that seems so beige right now. Yeah. You're like, whatever. Yeah. You know, well, I might give it a crack. It's still normal. Yeah. It's in my, you know, ooh, it's a little bit Cemeteries naughty. Cemeteries are quiet. They're private. Mm-hmm. Clean up when you leave, you're fine. I mean, like, in the real heat of summer, yeah. oh, the cool evening, getting on that cool granite, it'd be nice. No, cool you down. it'd be hot. It'd be like, you'd be frying your ass like a No, egg. in the middle of the It'd be nice. No, granite holds its heat. Oh, oh well, in winter, yeah, warm little warmy tush. Now, this may be giving away a little bit too much information about me. I think it'd be like full disclosure (laughs) if this is going to like upset anyone if you've been (laughs) fucked by a fish. Plenty of people I have, have, I'm sure. But for me, no. See, I don't think. No, no, you would be surprised. No, you'd be surprised what people get up to. No, not that. No, I think you'd be very surprised. No. Anyway, I haven't done it. I don't know anyone who has. But for me, so obviously it's a very confronting watch when you see it. Mm-hmm. Like it's part curiosity, like train wreck. You can't take your eye off it. Oh. The most offensive thing for me yeah. was the music they were listening to. <laughs> during. They're listening to Green Day's Basket Case. <laughs> so there's a woman in her mid, I presume, early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, mm. getting fisted with a fish while a 90s power pop 
punk band plays in the background. Well, what do you... Th- okay, all right. All to all our listeners out there, let us know at realmuffmen <laughs> at gmail.com. What song do you think you should be fucked by a fish to? <laughs> Definitely either Nick Cave. <laughs> it's either going to be Nick Cave, Morrissey. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck um, me with a fish. Yeah. Blame the no, immigrants. No, it's not vegan. Morrissey uh, would, does not want to be used in that. That's definitely not vegan. Or Tom Waits. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be one of those. But then, the, this is the fucking worst part. Halfway through the act, the mm. music changes. So they're clearly either listening to a playlist or the radio because he's surprised. Yeah. And he goes, oh, Van Halen, bit of jump. Like, how dare you ruin one of the greatest songs of all time? Because now, my morning drop-off routine where I take the kid to the school uh, is forever fucking ruined. Tainted. Tainted. It's that fishy smell to it. Something's not right. Well, yeah, it should have been Soft Cell's Tainted Love. <laughs> tainted drought. Or, or Fish Heads. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's... Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this. I'm still in shock. Um, I only just saw... This is an unscripted podcast, too. We literally just watched this three or four minutes before the you show. You just forced me, like, uh, clockwork orange style to see a bit. I just turned around and there it was. Whoop! Going in. But the worst thing is he's there all like, Dude! 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 Like, I know that when you've got a hobby and it's really important to you, you try to introduce it, you know, to your partner and, you know, it's like we all remember the first time, you know, you were like, you're like, oh, I've started going out with someone and you sit them down to watch, like, your favourite film, like Aliens and, you know, see how they react. Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) as one woman explained, she watched uh, Alien on a date. Yep. And... The gentleman turned to her and said, "Why is she going back for the da- Why is she going back for the cat?" Yeah, and she's like, "I knew then and there, yeah, this, this- there would be no second date. <laughs> like this is this is no, that's a deal breaker." Um, I could, yeah, I'm just I'm so traumatized by this. I can't. So I know what it's like. You want to, you really want to introduce you like your partner, and you get really excited. Like, oh my god, maybe she'll be into cosplay. We can go to like conventions, and I can be like Obi Wan, and she can be like Princess Leia. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. No. This is this is too this is too far. It's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. No. Mm. Mm. It's interspecial. Yeah. Which I don't agree. And again, I've just, I've, you know, I feel bad for it all this. The fish? The fish. Yeah. He, that's not how he wants to be remembered. No. He, oh, oh my God. Does I, <laughs> what happens? Did they eat that fish? I've got no idea. Was it packed away? I've got no idea. Made for sashimi? I've got no idea. I don't think he used trout for sashimi. I have no idea. I'm vegan. Yeah. But I just think. If, if Buddhism has anything to has any water that it holds, mm. imagine the past life regression that that poor fucking person's going to have in twenty or thirty years <laughs> when they go to a psychic in Santa Monica. Oh. I, I remember being, oh god, yeah, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we 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 use that joke all the time of you know you fuck one goat, yeah, but you don't expect. That to actually, Happen. yeah, fuck one trout. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Right in the hoo ha. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Tasmania, beautiful place. 
Do you think this is going to change their advertising campaign to get people into the state? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, holy shit. They better, they, they've got to accelerate their research into repopulating the thylacine or something like that, don't they? <laughs> they've really got to find something to change the headlines. Oh, my God. Well, that's it. If they're looking for the missing Tasmanian tiger, have they checked this woman's twat? <laughs> oh, it's up there. Oh, oh, it's in my pussy. Oh, oh, oh fucking Van Halen. Yes. Oh, no. Oh. 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 That's the other really shocking thing about this video is the quality of people's dirty talk. What are you gonna do with that fish? It's in my pussy. What are you gonna do with the fish? It's in my pussy. It's like what? <laughs> Holy fuck! What is this closed captions? It's not Shakespearean grandeur. It's really is it? not. You know who else I feel bad? Who? Anyone who's ever gone over to her place for a fish pie. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't go to now when you go to Pornhub. All these people are gonna be putting in fish pie. Oh! It's not what I expected. Pornhub is a very strange place. Oh, what kind? What kind of? You'd have, you'd have to have, you'd have to make sure you'd had your tetanus, surely, before Pornhub. you fuck a fish. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I don't. Well, they have all kinds of parasites that live in their gills and all uh, sorts of things. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not very hygienic. I'm traumatized by. Remember that? I told you that story of that woman mm. um, had sex with a leak. Yeah. At least it was a vegetable. But leaks are terrible. Like, use something that's got a sealed epidermis. I do use a leak. Mm. Leaks are the dirtiest vegetable in mm, the world. Gets all that dirt down there. Dirt and bugs and shit. Now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> all the hoo-ha. But my point being, kids these days mm. have access to this. Because it's just it's just getting around on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> so imagine all the kids on their first phone suddenly getting access to this. I mean, when we were young, the porn we saw was fucking vanilla. <laughs> Compared to this kind of stuff. Yeah, to be honest, this makes anything look... Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you've, if you were very lucky, you'd stay in a hotel with your parents and they'd go out for five minutes to go mm. get takeaway. You'd be like, no, I'm really tired from the drive. And you'd stay there and you'd watch that free 10 seconds of hotel porn that you would get on the TV station. And it would always just be like the Bill Hicks bit. It's the hairy bob and man ass. You don't actually get to see any anything real. Well, you know what? The other thing is, and we should... You know, the other people that, you know, um, are now put in an awkward situation, all the other couples who had a fishing trip booked um, this weekend, you know, it's not like you can watch that and be like, oh, where are you off to this weekend? Fishing trip. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah, all those people that usually pretend they're doing that when they go to Thailand. (laughs) They're just going to be honest now. You go on fishing in Thailand, I'm going to fuck some boys. (laughs) All right, that's what I'm going to go do. Me and the boys are going to go fuck some boys. At least it's not involving fish. Yeah. What do you want from me? I'm not a freak. (laughs) I'm traumatized. I'm really. Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? I just. There are some crimes that are just so horrible. You wish you just had a nice clean cloth could just come in (laughs) and just wipe all the filth away. I was wondering how you were going to fucking wrench the wheel. (laughs) Wipe that filth away. And you know what? What's that? Speaking of beautiful white clean cloths that come in and just wipe the bad away. Please don't be a metaphor for the KKK. That brings us <laughs> to the topic of this week. Oh. Would you believe? I would, thank God. I know. This week we unravel an amazing creature slash legend slash folktale from Japan. Oh, this is going to be great. A creature that's... Well, look, it's a homicidal towel. Towel? 
A towel. As in, as in Bed Bath and Beyond, a towel. Pretty much. Okay. You know, um, it's, it's a homicidal towel, tea towel, bath sheet. You know, it, it, I've seen One Punch Man. Let's. I'm not going to be surprised by it. Let's <laughs> just stick with a homicidal towel that's coming to get you. Okay. In this week's episode of Throwing in the Towel Two, when the towel throws back. <laughs> That's terrible. (laughs) As this week we saw all the way through the skies to Japan. As we look at Itan Momen. Okay. It's basically described. So it's this folk story about the Itan Momen were what you would describe as one bolt of cotton. Right. So, for those who've never been into like a fabric store, you know, basically when you go and you get all the fabric that's wrapped around a cardboard, that's like a bolt of fabric. Yeah. Okay. You know, so just a big that, long piece that of material. Big fuck off roll. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Uh, excuse me. Now, according to uh, folk, the folk tales, at evening time, a cloth-like object, usually about one tan in area, so that's about. 10.6 metres. Right. Or 35 feet. It's a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in length and only about 30 centimetres in width. Right, so it's more of a streamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would flutter about the skies of Japan. Okay. Attacking uh. and killing people. This is a very tired dad giving a bedtime story at this point. <laughs> Looking around the room like Kaiser Soze, what are we going? The fucking, oh, yeah. There's sheets hanging on the lines. The horns are cheap. The fucking kill you. <laughs> Dad works 17 hours a day at the factory. Let me go the fuck to bed. You go. <sighs> now, there's a couple of ways that the Itzhan Moman will strike. Okay. Okay. Now, the first option is the said that it will wrap around people's necks and strangle them. <laughs> That's the one I'd go with. Yep. Which, by the way, and I'm also going to put it up, it is one of my favourite moments. Have you ever seen um, Indian soap opera? No. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so picture, you know, like obviously in Australia and America, like we have traditional, you know, and EastEnders, Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. Picture that times a million. Okay. Like So like passions? So many like dramatic shots like bah, 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 bah. you know lots of shocked expressions yeah <laughs> there's one key moment okay where a grandmother okay yeah slaps a woman in the face okay okay like ah! slaps her you get to see the slap about 18 different times or about 18 different angles oh well they matrix it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> So she just slaps her. She's, this is an old woman who slaps her. So she slaps her in the face. Somebody's mother. So she slaps this young woman in the face. Um, the young woman falls into a curtain, mm-hmm. which is hanging off a curtain rod. Okay. The She then stumbles around in the curtain and the curtain wraps around her neck and strangles her. Right. I think I've seen that. I will will share it on Instagram and Facebook. It's just it's one of the greatest moments of television. So this, ever. Is, this is proper Bollywood TV. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, literally, she just falls into it. It's amazing. And strangles. She's rolling around in it and strangles herself. That's awesome. Oh my god. So that's either what the it would do. It would 
around your neck like a curtain or it would strike and wrap itself around your body, first of all, so you can't run away, and then wrap around your face and slowly suffocate you to death. Oh, like like an overbearing mother. Yeah. In snake sheet form. Yes. Yes. Now, the third and more unlikely uh, or rarer sighting of the Itan Moman. Does it go up your butthole? <laughs> Calm down. You're not on a fishing trip now. <laughs> it would swoop down from the sky, wrap around a person, and then rip them back up into the sky, and the person would never be seen again. Oh, that's kind of cool. Let me just rip you off into oblivion. That is kind of cool. Who knows where? So, yeah, oh, you see it coming. It's either going to strangle you, suffocate you, or. Pick you up like a claw machine. I would have thought it would go into your mouth. Like just fill your mouth up and you, know, you just choke on it. Oh, well, it's, it sounds a bit to me like you're giving the psychopath suggestions. All, all I can say is if you want to broaden your repertoire a little bit. You know, just choke. But then or you like need- do like a super hard like locker room butt whip. Like with a towel. Like dislocate their head. Yeah. Oh. And just whip you in the ass. But I wouldn't want to like go in somebody. Like that would make you very wet. Well, yes, but you're also look. You're going to break a few omelets. So you got to, you know, break a few omelets. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit! Have a mixed metaphor. Everyone. You've, you've watched that fish too many I times. Really have. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to go into somebody to kill somebody. That seems weird. And like, what if they then lay like face down? Yeah, you're going to have to work your way. Like, if your head's in there, what if you can't turn around? You're going to work your way out through their butt. You can hear the sound of our last listener leaving the country. <laughs> Just now? Just like, yeah, no. Fuck this. this. <laughs> uh, now, there is actually a story. There is one story in traditional folklore um, in feudal Japan of a samurai versus oh. the creature. The creature, the man, is hurrying to his home at night when the white cloth came down and attacked him. And attempted to wrap itself around his neck and strangle the samurai. Luckily, he was able to pull one of his smaller swords from his belt yep. and was able to cut the cloth that was around his neck. The cloth flew back up into the sky and the samurai was left with blood on his hands. That's pretty cool. I'm not sure where the blood comes from. No. But he's a samurai with a sword. So I think everyone was like, good story, mate. Imagine telling that to all the other samurai. (laughs) What happened to you, Okaido? Oh, well, I got attacked by a sheet. What? (laughs) Very aggressive towel. Don't worry, I took my smaller knife to it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, none of this. Like, I was driving back the imperialistic swine. (laughs) I fought a napkin. I just love all the opportunities for Japanese men to go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you bring dishonor to my haberdashery. <laughs> oh my God, unleash the linen. He's just walking home pissed <laughs> and somebody's washing blows off the line onto him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Kung Fu panders it. <laughs> Fucking cuts himself because yeah. he's all stabby stabby with his sword. <laughs> Oh my god, 100%. 100%. But no, yeah, seriously, I I like to picture though, just because, oh my god, I love a good linen closet. 
I love oh, it. Oh, really? Like, oh, like I, oh, and again, you know, red warning, you know, flags. I once went out with this guy who was like, oh, like, why do you have so many towels? I should have just stopped going out with it yeah. there because if you don't understand, no, you could have your different, you know, you have your summer sheets, you have your winter sheets, you have your autumn sheets, yeah. you know, the I feel pretty sheets, you have your Christmas sheets, yeah. you know, so I love a good linen closet. So I just like, just someone angers me, I can just open my linen closet and just all my like, <sighs> did, rise like bats into the night. Did he then see you put your worst sheets onto the bed? You're just like, one more day and you're gone. <laughs> Oh, if only. Again, all these things you got to learn through experience. Just yeah. if they have to question why you have more than one towel, yeah. dump them. <laughs> dump them immediately. They're clearly an animal. <laughs> so time a man who ends up fucking you with a fish. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> oh. Now, again, the Itan Moman, it seems, was then... Guess who cottoned on to the creatures? America. It was parents. Oh. <laughs> uh, there was a tradition in the areas where they had been seen that parents began warning children that if they played too late in the fields and weren't home before dark, the Itan Moman would come and steal them into the night. Yeah. Um, now, in the Shijusko Jina area yeah. and temple, where the Itan Moman has been seen uh, more commonly, uh, a story is told that when children pass in front of the shrine, Itan Moman hunt in the skies and would attack last children who dawdled at the end. Uh-huh. So all children should stay together and travel quickly, quickly to and from school. I love these. I love these little fucking warning folk tales from Japan. Uh huh. They're so good. Just be obedient. <laughs> Stay in line, <laughs> or a towel will kill you. <laughs> Next minute, an A bomb drops. Where was that story, Granddad? <laughs> Where was that one? <laughs> oh, now, uh, excuse me. In now, in traditional stories, it's it is essentially it's just a bit of um, it's the white fabric yeah um although the creature has started recently appearing um in manga cool um so in a lot of the manga though um they the creature now has hands well it's yeah and eyes yeah um so that is kind of like that's now um when the creatures are sort of like drawn, that's how they're usually like represented with the eyes um, and the hands. But again, that's just from manga. No one's ever talked about, you know, the the tea towel with arms, yeah. you know, in their visual descriptions. See, I don't have a frame of reference for this. So I'm really imagining kind of Disney's Aladdin, the magic carpet. <laughs> well, okay. Do you want to see a traditional yeah. example? Okay. Let me just move this. Okay. So this is a traditional okay it's kind of like the ghostbusters logo yeah without a face on it yeah 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 basically i like that i like the i like the way it's just so amorphous and shapeless yeah and just sort of just yeah just like a jellyfish yeah on the wind yeah yeah exactly that's a good monster um now in recent years there actually has been what we've seen with some of you know some of the other cryptos and some of the stories from folklores. Yeah. It's more as time goes on, you actually get less 
sightings, um, you know, of creatures. But there actually seems to have been quite a few eyewitness reports. But this is a flying cloth-shaped objects in right. the sky, thought to be the Etaran Moman. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought to consider is the fact that basically because Japan has so little rubbish, yeah. <laughs> they might just be so genuinely surprised when they see a bag in the sky. <sighs> oh, it's the Atar Mama! <laughs> <laughs> Not like the trashy areas we have here. It's like every three feet there's a garbage bag. Yeah. You know, so it, it could just be that when you see something flapping in the sky. <gasps> You're not used to it. Uh, now, oh, excuse me. Uh, people have reported seeing, even in low altitude, reports of extremely speedy Itan Maman flying alongside trains. That's kind of cool. As if attempting to keep pace with the train <laughs> as it flies past. Um. One woman uh, just outside of Tokyo claims that one evening while walking her dog, she witnessed a cloth flying in the skies. She watched it for a while and then, remembering the stories of the Itan Maman, began to feel a little uneasy, so began to continue on her journey. But then she claims that the white cloth began to follow her direction in the skies. That's a bit scary. Luckily, she reached her home with the doggo and, and went inside. Yeah. And it wasn't at all a plastic bag. No. No. <laughs> uh, now, in 2004, a UFO filming society. Yes. How great is that? That's so good. There's people getting together. Oh, my God, we're going we're gonna to capture an alien. Claimed that one evening in 2004, they didn't capture a UFO. But they managed to capture footage of a cloth-shaped object flying in the skies above Mount Roku. And they said it was approximately 30 metres or 98 feet long. That matches the dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but again, it didn't attack anybody and it wasn't seen whooshing anyone away. Okay. So you're like, yes, there may have been a cloth in the sky. Yeah. Could have just been a sail. Maybe in its old age it's chilled the fuck out <laughs> and it's just gone for a bit of a late night flap. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Just gone for a little threads. chill. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, un- you don't want to crease. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, there, there have been, you know, numerous reports of people claiming to show white things travelling through the sky, claiming it to be an Itan Mama. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's they're usually seen during the night, but, again, that's when all the stories and all the warnings would be, don't yeah. go out at night, don't creep out of the house, the Itan Mama is travelling. Um. But the other thing to remember is also in the area where the story originally began from, there was actually a custom of raising a cotton flag during burials for the purpose of mourning. Okay. So a lot of people have in sort of inferred these, you know, white bits of fabric with death. And so they have seen it already as a... Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ominous sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Okay. Now, some people are always, you know, there's always skeptic people who, you know, who want to say, yeah, exactly. This is, this is just fabric boring through the sky. There aren't no ancient, you know, creatures flying through the sky. So, a Japanese television series. Uh, what? Have boulder dashes. <laughs> I guess basically like wanted to do like a Mythbusters. That's so good. So, they decided to do an experiment. Uh, where they wanted to challenge people who, you know, were claiming to see these objects yeah. in the sky. So they took a piece of cloth about 50 centimetres or 20 inches long, was set up and was moved in the darkness, okay? And then they had people, just average people, see the object and ask them to identify how big they thought the piece of material was yeah so remember this was 50 centimeters 20 inches long yeah okay uh people who saw it the average was people claimed that it was two meters long okay so four times its size yeah as they saw it traveling through the skull with one person even claiming that it was six meters in length the program suggested that when a white or bright objects move in the darkness, uh, basically it creates an optical illusion, which would lead a trail um, due to the movement causing, um, you know, to stand out in the sky. Yeah. So, which would make people think, you know, oh, yeah. it really was a white plastic bag, but because it's this white thing traveling quickly, blown by the wind, yeah. uh, people would be like, no, it's 20 feet long. It's clearly an object. Yeah. That's the funny thing about our brains. Mm -hmm. The way that they're basically, there's there's a shitload of information missing. So it, your brain just kind of goes, nah, well, maybe it looked a bit like this and kind of recreates it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's oh, so many studies into this. It's fucking fascinating. Well, it's it's really interesting. And the other thing as well is, um, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, it's the same with like UFOs. You only actually see these things so briefly. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, there's so much, there's so much to take in. Yeah. Well, the UFO that I saw in our backyard mm. at the time, I found quite astounding because it just mm. ripped across the sky and then mm. kind of went ninety degrees up. Mm -hmm. Right. Looking back, up a woman's fanny in Tasmania. <laughs> Nobody <awesome>. expected that. <laughs> but looking back, I'm kind of just like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure that like different things in my peripheral vision kind of distorted the way it moved, and I'm now quite certain it was a satellite. Okay. Yeah, just going back and rationally looking at it, just going, nah, I'm pretty sure that that little bit of cloud created this weird sort of distortion. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I mean, just it, talked myself out of a fun experience. Yeah. Oh. I know. <laughs> Well, that's like the second time I got hit by a car um, because the second. the second time. There's a first? Yes. Okay. But the second time I saw the car coming up behind me out of my sort of peripheral vision. I saw it coming up behind me and I remember thinking, oh, that car's moving awfully fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to me, that felt like a really long time. Like when I saw it coming and me thinking that. Yeah. Now, obviously, it would have been over in a split second. But if you would ask me, I'd be like, oh, I saw that thing coming for like a good 30 seconds. The amount you drink, I'm not. I'm surprised that you don't have a stamp loyalty card for the hospital. No. Oh, my God. The problem was I was stone cold sober. Well, I had a hangover. But <laughs> if I was stone cold drunk, yeah. I would have been fine. Really? Yeah. Well, the alcohol would have cushioned the blow. Yes. 
A hundred percent. And I'm going to prove it because we have an upcoming episode. Right. Where we have a gentleman who survived one of the worst human tragedies ever. Yeah. Saved by nothing but turning to liquor in the moment of crisis. <laughs> well, there was a guy that we all knew from back home who was the only person to survive a car crash and the doctors all told him it's because he was so shit-faced drunk that you just rolled with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of flopped around like a doll. You didn't try and fight it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, this guy survived like the worst like disaster. Didn't even put a dent in his hat. Wow. Yeah. Woo! Ah. Uh, but no, I was on a bicycle. They were just, you oh, know. Oh, wow. okay. You know, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh now, oh, excuse me. Uh one of the professional. I know, sorry. And then, no, I can't give you shit cuz I'm not going to edit this. I can't give a fuck. I know. Oh, you're such a No, I really sorry. I I I put all of this like I actually had the finished script. Yeah, your computer's failing. Yeah. Yeah, and my computer my computer literally died like just before I came over here. So I'm sorry. It's it's kind of it's it's yeah. jumping over so a bit. So help here. us get a new computer for Gavin in the Woods by coming and seeing our live show on Ooh. Saturday 25th of February at the Adelaide Fringe. Tickets from fringeticks.com.au. Yeah. Yay. 4.30 in the afternoon so you can get day drunk Whee! and survive that car that hits you. Damn straight. Oh, my God. I so need a new computer. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd had it all written out. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the other thing is there are a couple of other uh, creatures that have popped up um, in Japanese folklore that are similar. <laughs> um, one is the... Futon kabusi. All right. Literally, cover with futon. <laughs> um, and another folklorist who basically would describe them as... Wait, was that a futon like a fucking couch? Wait for what? it. What? No. Wait. What's, they're just chucking household shit at you. Quote, they'd float along and flying in with a whoosh, covering and suffocating to death. Yes, it's a futon. That's amazing. Do they have like an Ottoman? <laughs> the Ottoman of death. The Ottoman of death. I love how it just goes like Japanese monsters. It just goes from like slightly annoying wisp of air to large flying towel, fucking futon, Godzilla. <laughs> I know. You're like, my God, that escalated. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, now, there's another one called the, uh, and again, some of you know the different areas have slightly different sort of, you know, tangents on old folklores and myths. Yeah, yeah. Um, in one area on, or it could just be a completely different creature that we've just, you know, packed away in the linen closet with everything else, <laughs> yeah. you know. On Sado Island in the Edo period, there was the Fusama. Okay. It was a creature that would come flying out of nowhere at roads at night and cover the heads of pedestrians. So very much like the um, Atan Mummy. It would cover the heads of the pedestrians and suffocate them. Right. They, however, could not be cut with blades of any sharpness. Right. So it's kind of like Doctor Strange's cloak. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing okay. can cut it. No sword, no dagger. The only way is they could be bitten apart. Bitten. Bitten 
with teeth that had been blackened. What? Mm-hmm. Fucking, that's very sp- Who found this out? It's a very... Guys who had black teeth. Get Filthy Dave. Yeah. <laughs> We've got another one. We'll send in Filthy Dave. So there was actually a custom for men in the area to blacken their teeth. Wow. In case they ever came upon the creature at night. And then it could save them. <laughs> Not only could they save themselves, but then saved their loved ones by it could use its teeth like it was wrapped around a loved one's face. You'd come running in. I'll save you. Suddenly being fucked with a fish doesn't sound so bad, (laughs) does it? What did they use to blacken their teeth, do you know? Was it ash or like squid ink or what? Squid ink? Oh. Japanese Um, love their seafood. They have a a culture of squid. uh, Basically, it was just, they would just dye them. Right. Yeah. Well, that's odd. Yeah. It's um. It was done because they felt that it would preserve. Uh, it would also preserve the teeth into old age, and it would prevent tooth decay. Oh, so it's like the newfangled carbon fucking activated charcoal toothpaste that dickheads are using. Yeah, for like yeah, basically yeah. You just walk around with your charcoal wow. infused toothpaste in all day. That's amazing. Yeah, marketing was so different back then. <laughs> Do you fear your loved one will be choked to death by a monster? You need new Colgate. Oh, Colgate, uh, black teeth, uh, monster biting teeth. Uh, I'm straying dangerously close to outright racism there. <laughs> oh, my God. I, th- I think it's, uh, oh, my God, it's fantastic. Now, <sighs> some of the other options. Uh, so we've had, you know, people obviously who were suggesting that it could be, uh, you know, people are just, you know, distorted. It's something It's like a bag. People's mind filled in the rest. Um could be a flying futon. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened with that futon. Mm-hmm. Someone got one and just went, fuck me, this is not only the world's ugliest couch, but it's the most uncomfortable couch, and just threw it out the window. And someone walked past and just went, holy shit, <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> oh my Some God. guy with black teeth. <laughs> now, another possibility, um, in some areas... Uh, something that they think people could have confused for the Itan Moman. Okay. Let's not forget Japan is the home to the Japanese giant flying squirrel. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were so busy making their warriors scary, they didn't even need monsters. I'm not I'm not making the I'm not making this up. This genuinely <sighs> It is the Japanese giant flying squirrel. Okay. That's what it's called. That sounds like an Olympic mascot. But what they would do is okay. like our little, um, you know, we have those little wing glider creatures. Yeah, sugar gliders. Yeah. You know, they've got the, you know, the extra. Yeah, they've basically got like a, like a, a Red Bull um, skin suit thing. Yes. They, yeah. they look like they're in a very fabulous production of like Rocky Horror. Yeah, so yeah, you, you can jump out and basically you just glide, you yeah, know. You've because got a big flap of skin between your hands and your feet. Yeah, you're your own giant parachute. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, even though, so obviously if, I'm going to show you a picture of the, the Japanese's giant flying squirrel. Okay. Yeah. It's gorgeous. <laughs> obviously the top of it is very sort of, I guess, possumy grey covered. Yeah. But the underside of it, okay, mm-hmm. uh, is more of a, a white, lighter colour. 
Right. And if you were to like extend a Japanese giant flying squirrel out, so if it did that, you know, it stands like an X. Yeah. Basically, it forms a giant like rectangle yeah. shape that looks like a white sheet of cloth. Ah. Oh. So people have theorized that what it could be is people could have been walking through the forest. Yeah. And, you know, the Japanese giant flying squirrel is just flying about the forest like it always does. And they usually, you know, come out at, like, dusk yeah. um, and, on, and onwards and through the night. And someone, unfortunately, has just walked along and has got a face full of, <laughs> ja- of Japanese giant flying squirrel, which, unfortunately, has just, like, flown into their face. <laughs> Like the cutest face hugger. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. Do you want to see the Japanese giant flying squirrel? I do. You will absolutely. It is. It has the giant eyes. Oh, can you how? tilt your screen down a bit? Oh, how? The other way. The other way. Oh. Can you see? Oh, it? look at it! How cute! It's is very it? cute. And how big are they though? If you see below, that's the picture of one when it's like fully extended. Yeah, yeah, they basically look like a big sail. They look yeah. like a kite. Yeah, absolutely. So you can imagine you're in the forest. <laughs> one of them just... A few too many sakis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the body... So this samurai has copped a face full of squirrel, <laughs> chopped it up. <laughs> Which would explain the blood. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate the spider web. I walk through the forest, get spider web on my face. I know. He's drunk and he's killed a squirrel. <laughs> and they come back. They've fucking given this fucker a promade. They probably made a fucking statue of him. He has defeated the undefeatable monster. It was a fucking squirrel, Barry. <laughs> fucking squirrel. Oh, my God. No, the, because, okay, now these things, um, they've been recorded into the wild that they can, like, glide for up to 160 metres. That's incredible. So the other thing as well is if people were looking up, yeah. you would just see this giant white rectangle whee, yeah. <laughs> flying through the sky. Yeah. And, of course, you know, moving on the wind, you know. Not everybody knows what's in the – I mean, this is before David Attenborough and – Naturalism. Yeah. No one, no one had real ideas of everything that was out there. Now the body uh, is usually between twenty-five to fifty centimeters long. That's a big fucking squirrel. And the tail is a further about thirty to forty centimeters. Um, it usually weighs anywhere between like the little ones from seven hundred to fifteen hundred grams. Imagine getting a one point five kilo. Smack of meat in the face. Yeah. You know, wonder that fucking samurai came out swords blazing. <laughs> He's just got this wet right in the mush. Who expects that? No one. Nobody expects a Japanese giant flying squirrel to the face. And then it's just hung onto you like it's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Just, because it, it doesn't want to fall to the ground. No, and it's yeah. freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Why has this tree got a top knot hairdo? You know, why is it carrying swords? <laughs> What kind of tree is this? Now, uh, it is not to be confused with the Japanese dwarf flying oh, squirrel. No, okay. <laughs> Poor little thing. <laughs> Equally as cute. Its size doesn't matter. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> so that has been... Uh, some people um, have suggested that perhaps uh, past yes. um, you know, folklore sightings was actually just a giant <laughs> fucking squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> 
as Barry the Samurai just slowly edges his way back out of the meeting. (laughs) Emperor comes in, has anyone seen my precious flying squirrel? (laughs) I've trained it to land on my face. (laughs) I wonder where he got that giant furry hat from. (laughs) Oh, oh, my lord. So, yes, it may not have been a piece of cloth coming to... It may not have been a killer futon. It may have just been a very lost um, and confused squirrel. Um, You ever had, like, a tame bird just land on you out of the blue? No. Fuck, it's one of the scariest things that ever happens. When is is this? Did you know the bird? No. So, like, you know how every now and then you you walk around the neighbourhood and you'll see an ad, like, or an ad, you'll see a poster on a light pole or something that Mm. says, you know, lost parrot answers Mm. to PD and you're like, yeah, fucking bird's gone. Yeah. One day when I was home, back in my hometown, Mm. and there goes more of our listeners, (laughs) sorry for the jet noise, they've literally changed the flight path and now it's over our house again. Oh, how rude. (sighs) Or is it the, it's on my man? It could be. I wonder if anyone's tried to fuck on it. Like the Mile High Towel Club. I don't know. Anyway, I was in, I was in my backyard. You know there's some guy like, oh, you like to strangle? Strangle this. <laughs> Just see that woman getting on a plane with a fish. Time to join the Mile High Club. Oh, yes. I, oh, my God, yeah. Do you oh. want steak or fish? Oh. I'm having the vegan meal from now on. But, yeah, just out of nowhere, this fucking great big parakeet came and landed on my shoulder. Like completely, what? it just went bang, and it was on me. I was like, "Fuck!" And I like, I like flipped, I freaked the fuck out because suddenly there's a large bird mm-hmm. looking me in the eye, kind of like, "Oh, finally!" <laughs> oh, there's lots of cats out here. He was like that, Oh and I like went oh, and I shooed it off, and it kept trying to land on me. Why would you shoot it off? Because I was fr- I was fourteen and high as a motherfucker, oh. and suddenly there's a bird trying to land on me. I would have just I would have had such a Snow White moment. I would have been like, "Oh my god, I knew this. It has begun." <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I was raised in the Catholic faith, and St. Francis Assisi was the man that used to do that, not Ace Ventura. <laughs> anyway. Smoking bucket bongs and then having a tame bird land on you. Very strange encounter. So what happened to the bear? I don't fucking know. I went inside. I was terrified. Did you shoot it off and it just left? I don't... Yeah. Oh, you're fucking... I didn't have... I had no exposure to birds. Oh. In more than one way. <laughs> well, you know what? I guess you didn't kill it and then claim to have killed a ancient folklore animal. So that's something. I didn't stick it in my vagina either, did I? <laughs> Oh my god! But the Atamaman uh, story still lived to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually appeared in the Power Rangers. Really? Yes, a creature to be defeated. That's so good. And I also found a show, um, and I'm going to say this wrong. GGG no Kitaru. Not bad. From 2018, if yeah. you look at their episode 12. Um, it actually has one of the characters is an Itan Moman, and it is running with the hero. So obviously, you know, this is episode 12. I didn't watch all the episodes, yeah. so I don't know what's going on. But the heroes are running from this band of, they call them Tanaki. Okay. Basically, they look like beavers, yeah. but with headbands. Yeah, that, that's... And like samurai swords. Yeah. So it's just really angry, aggressive beavers. Yeah. So the heroes are trying to escape, and the and the Atama- turns out beavers eat fish. <laughs> oh, I wish I could get in a plane and fly out of here. <laughs> 
my Fitbit just told me I've done a bunch of exercise. <laughs> the Itan Mama yeah. tells the others, okay, you you like save yourselves, you get out of here, and then, you know, heroically goes back to fight off the beavers. Yeah. You know, himself. So he's flying around, he's wrapping around all these like, you know, beavers and doing your trick and is like like knocking them out with their little flick, 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 flick. Did any of them have blackened teeth? No. Uh-huh. But, so it goes to like the lead, I guess, you, you know, the sergeant yeah. of the angry beavers. And the alpha beaver. The alpha beaver. <laughs> the half-chewed fish hanging from its lips. Oh. The Atan Momen wraps itself around the beaver. And then the beaver flexes its guns. Oh, yeah. And the Atanma man just falls to the side. And the Atanma man, which has hands and a mouth and eyes, is like, oh, no, I am torn like a rag. And then falls to the ground. And you're like, oh, you know, poor little thing. You know, it died trying to save its friends. You know, but yeah. this is a great message you know to yeah. teach the kids heroic you're gonna get die die for something <laughs> the beaver however looks at this poor little still communicating and speaking itan moman although lying ah sad and defenseless like rags on the ground yeah. is like oh i will wear it as my loincloth what and then picks up the what's left of the poor struggling Itama man. And then you see it. He's a gentleman. So the beaver turns his back to the camera. Yeah. But you see him like as if he is like struggling, like, you know, adjusting his ball bag <clears throat> to put the Itama man like around it. Oh, While the poor little Itama man is whimpering. I'm like, oh no, it is so warm. <laughs> Was he listening to Green Day? <laughs> And then, like, and then it just cuts out. It was one of those, like, because I was searching when I was just searching for, like, um, it's on my man videos. Yeah. That was one of the videos that came up. And I just oh. felt so bad for it. Wow. It was clearly just, oh, no. Final injustice. Yeah. It's even worse when you think it was probably just a flying squirrel. <laughs> Gotta wear you as my loincloth. I <laughs> know. It's so warm. <laughs> Ooh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I think that's how a squirrel would want to go. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, it's 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 only a little uh, it's only a little short hand towel this week. Yep. Um, it's for a little short cryptoid folklore creature napkin. Very strange. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to describe this one. Yeah, it's part part cryptoid, part what you'd expect to find Angry folded towel. on your hotel bed. Yeah. 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 Just no, I just I feel bad for it if it teams up with cock squatch, it's not going to end well. Mmm, <laughs> loincloth. <laughs> cock squatch has got very sweaty balls. And can I just say out there to anyone, if you if you do happen to, you know, kill, hurt, or injure or maim um, an ancient creature, um, not just from Japanese folklore, but from any folklore really, um, just generally, just don't turn it into a loincloth. It's a pretty fucking boss move. Especially while it's still breathing. Yeah, that's... If, yeah. if it's objecting... <laughs> no, don't do it. Pretty horrendous. Yeah, but uh, uh, just remember, uh, real mothmen eat the carpet and uh, 
they get the towel's consent before they clean up down there. Just just check your towel isn't moving. That's all I'm saying. Before. <laughs> How far have we come where you need to get a towel's consent? <coughs> it's a glorious new age. Oh, my God. Fucking Andrew Tate. Oh, don't get him started. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to this episode? Oh, I'm not even going to try and shoehorn my... Uh, my uh, catchphrase into this. Um, You're not going to try and shoehorn it in? Well, you know. Like a fish. <laughs> well, trouts can't say no, that's for sure. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it now. You should take it as given that the fish is saying no. Yeah. Any sea creature, no. <laughs> Trying to just see how they do it because they, they kind of have a lip. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the fish out of your bits. There's no no in necrophilia. Come and see our fringe show. 